This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As the great Winston Churchill once said, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity, whilst an optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Well, that quote has never been so true in this week following Mansfield Town as they fight from being behind in not one but two of their games to gain a point at Cheltenham and all three beautiful points to take them into the League 2 playoffs at home to Grimsby on Tuesday night. Coming up in the Mansfield Matters podcast this week, we'll look back on those two games and discuss why the Stags weren't quite at the races at Cheltenham on Saturday. We'll hear the thoughts of Stags boss David Flickcroft on that game. He had to dig himself out of an all that we got in the character the unity the togetherness you know but the, the football the, the bravery in the play you know we didn't have that first half after the first goal we almost become complacent and, and, and didn't make angles for each other we weren't brave enough whilst in midweek it was a case of deja vu as they found themselves a goal down at half time a system change and two substitutions from the manager at half time so the Stags turn the game on its head and win 2-1 and Flickcroft praises the players involved we just silenced them we just it, they were fantastic and I think the players vibed it I vibed it and uh, you know the place was rocking tonight really good under the lights here it's brilliant I, lo- I love playing under the lights whilst it's taken the squad mentality to turn things around it's taken just one man to score all four goals this week Nottingham Forest Loney Tyler Walker as a striker it's a, it's a dream um, when you get service like that and I couldn't couldn't really miss to put it, to put it on in the right areas and uh, just got to make the run and uh, looking enough to score both. We'll have all of that this week and of course your comments and questions in the live feed. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters. Are you glass half full? Are you glass half empty? Or are you just glad that football is the gift which keeps on giving? Let's get underway with tonight's show. And welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, of course, Mansfield Matters. My name is Craig Priest. Alongside me tonight, three other mental stakes fans who join together every week in an open discussion to talk all things Mansfield Town. The good, the bad 
and the ugly and that is just Simon alongside me tonight Simon Mercer Cam Felton and Nathan Edge me and Nathan have gone for the neutral colours tonight uh, and Simon and Cam have cleared out a bit of a conflab and gone for the home and away kiss do you ring each other up and check each other's wardrobe before every day that you, that you no. do or no. No. no, no, fair no. enough. Lots and lots to come tonight. Apologies for the later start and the uh, bit of a mixed start as well. We're just putting that toe in the water and just teasing you a little bit. We've got a very the special Simon Tech Jinx is yeah, it's back. back. It, it's back. It's November and things never go well Ruffle. for us. Don't <laughs> 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 say you might go wrong. You might go wrong as he picks up his yes. uh, Lots to talk about tonight. Obviously, a fantastic week I think from from Mansfield Town. Four points, four goals for Tyler Walker. Um, Three points against Grimsby, uh, two braces, two lots of two braces for Tyler Walker and a partridge in a pear tree. Can we talk about Christmas yet? Is oh, what yeah, I'm no. trying to go. No. no. Well, I suppose we better talk about Saturday at Cheltenham. Then, Nathan, I'll start with, with you. It was probably the uh, the most frustrating 45 minutes I've ever witnessed from from Mansfield so far this season. There's been a few frustrating starts. It's a typical Cheltenham away, isn't it? It seems to be whenever we play Cheltenham away, we we go missing for large proportions of the game. But, you know, thankfully, uh, unlike previous years, we've we've managed to leave with, uh, with a point on the board. And I think what was, in the end, quite... I don't know if refreshing is the right word, but quite, um, I think, relieved, I guess, that we actually, rather than us conceding a late goal to draw a game, we actually scored a late goal to rescue a point. So, um, you know, a lot of games have felt like two points dropped, whereas this, this one felt like one point gained, which I think... Uh, is a positive thing which you obviously took into Tuesday night and obviously it's, it's one of them coming where as Nathan says there we've been so used to you know drawing a game late and having that deflating feeling but it was completely on its head also like Nathan said it, it's a lot of the games it's been two points dropped and when you concede a late goal it's like it feels like a loss but when you've scored a late goal to equalise it, it feels like a win it, it's just that jubilation the excitement from the fans the players and fair enough the players were trying to go back at it to get another late goal but it was a it was a fight it wasn't just we rolled over we actually gave them a game obviously we fell to pieces in first half let them take a lead into the first into half time but we stuck at it kept fighting and the reward came in the end fair enough it's not the win that we would hope for but it, a point's going to go a long way in such a topsy-turvy season so far uh, another thing I, I guess si, as well is you look at that in terms of confidence for the dressing room what do you think that does for them in that dressing room having been in that position of that deflation of conceding late to then go and not once but actually twice within the last week have to go out fighting in the second half to turn a game on its head massively I think and can I just say that bloody time we did that to somebody yeah, absolutely. else absolutely <laughs> absolutely 100% with you absolutely um, no it, it's massive confidence boost to be honest because it just goes to prove that we have got that quality within the dressing room to go out there and when everything's against us we, we seem to pull together as a team and work together and you know get that get that goal that we that we always need so yeah it, it, it were pleasing to be honest 
If you want to get your say on your team, make sure you get your comments in the comments in the live feed below as well. If you're listening to this in the audio version, because of course this is a podcast, which means you can download the digital audio version of this um, on the same night it's broadcast, probably usually about 10 o'clock. It depends what time I get back from Nathan's after we've had a... Uh, date night. Uh, yeah, it's date night. For God's sake, Nathan, that's not supposed to come out in, in public, is it? Who's week is it this Thursday. week then? I don't know. You don't know. Uh, yeah, can we get back to the football? <laughs> the important thing. For what? That's the thing. <laughs> well, moving on. Moving, this is a family show. Swiftly family show. Um, Nathan, obviously, we talk about coming from behind and scoring late on in Saturday's game. What does that say about the spirit in the dressing room at the moment? Because we've had that where we've been so frustrated and we've been so annoyed with the way we are, but I guess to switch that on its head the dressing room must be a good place good vibes as David Flitcroft was saying in the intro yeah so that a few times didn't he uh, he shouldn't say galvanise this time he's come out with vibes this time he's got his words hasn't he uh, but I, to be honest I'd, I'd go as far as saying I don't think I think all season we've had a good mentality with the squad you know we've never you know I can't think of one situation this season where we've been rolled over Yes, we've had a few games where we've been put under pressure, you know, l- you know the likes of Macclesfield away uh, for, for a half, and there was, a, there was another game where we were put under pressure for a half as well, but we've never rolled over, we've never looked like we're going to get absolutely trounced by two, three, four goals. So I always think we've, we've had a, a squad there that are fighting for each other, that are playing for each other, and... Um, yeah, you know, we we haven't got the results that we've always wanted, but they're starting to come now. And we all we, we have said for the last few weeks we we believed it was going to come, and uh, you know, finally we're seeing that. So uh, I think that a lot of credit has to go to to Flitcroft. You, you know, he's the one that's installed. Um, well, obviously, first of all, the tactics, etc. But he's got to keep that group harmonised and I think is uh, you can show, you can see the results that is you know he's pulling that off. As Nate says, there can it's tactics isn't it because twice now I mean I'm a big fan of the, the 3 four, one, two system I think you, you can play some fluid football but sometimes teams can work you out and sometimes you know you make sloppy mistakes and you struggle to get back in the game in that sort of system but twice now in the second half of each game we've changed to a flat back four on um, on, Tuesday, on Tuesday at um at Cheltenham no, sorry not Tuesday no, at Cheltenham home. Uh, on Saturday at, at Cheltenham I'm losing my because I'm getting tagged in notifications and it's, it's so I can't multitask it's late <laughs> on Saturday at, at Cheltenham uh, after about 60 minutes or so he took Bishop off and went 4-2-4 really attacking through the kitchen sink at eight, and then second half Tuesday against Grimsby 4-4-2 that flat flat back four just solidifies us a little bit doesn't it I'll say not only does it ding ding solidified <laughs> bonus points not not only does it it solid up the defence but it also gives that option that both well in, definitely in the Tuesday game you've got Mal Benning and Hayden White both players that like to get up the wing so you'd effectively playing a four four two, but the opposite direction 2 four, four. Two, four, four. So simple maths exactly but it's like <laughs> Three times, but it's <laughs> but it's just that. Whereas before we'd have games where nothing had changed, or we'd make the wrong subs. So going back to say Berry earlier yeah. this season, taking off Danny Rose with what ten minutes to go, and having no re- attacking out. No, there was no striker on the field. 
and you'd probably say that we we did roll over in that one to an extent we just sat back defended and then got punished for it and the same with probably another two games I think of probably Colchester and Cambridge sat back defended got punished but now we're starting to get the other side of making changes actually bringing the changes in to a point where they can actually influence the game so Saturday changing the game with 25 minutes left it was enough time that we could get on the front foot get that last goal and then on Tuesday night the same again we changed it at half time it gave us 45 minutes to change it and getting the early goal set us up and then to get the late goal again it's just frustrating that why can't we do this all season why is it only the last few games that we've been able to get this this balance between playing good football and the results as well yeah, if we do this for the rest of the season I feel like it's all season so still early days isn't it we haven't really played it, well, that yeah, many it's games November, so, so th- there's plenty of time left it's, it's a marathon not a sprint but every, every result's important so quotes are coming out left, right, and centre tonight. We've got Winston Churchill. We've got Glass Far Full, Glass Half Empty. It's not. A, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And so galvanised, galvanised. Uh, keep your comments coming in on the live feed if you're watching live. You can join us every Thursday at six thirty ish. Although for the next yeah. five weeks, um, we will be changing to a Wednesday night due to work commitments. More details on that coming soon. Uh, a couple of questions coming in from Jamie tonight. I'll try and get through these uh, as uh, throughout the show, Jamie. So do uh, bear with us as some will make sense later on in the show if that makes sense. Um, but he has asked. Um, um, in terms of it has said it's nice to see we can change formations when we need to and he's also asked and I'm going to ask this one to you Si oh, um, would you like us um, to win on Sunday or should we make the league top priority no let's have a cup run let's win on Sunday good answer great answer now I mean Nathan I know you, you, you love a run a rant on that it's a bit of an interesting one isn't it I mean we'll talk more about it later on but just sort of on paper we think it's difficult for us because we've only got a day's rest but it's also the same for Charlton because they're also in the checker trade on Tuesday night as well so and they've got something to play for as of we on Tuesday so but uh, the cup run look, I mean look at last season obviously it could have been even better if we'd have beat Cardiff because was it Man City in, in the end yeah. wasn't it <coughs> um, <coughs> which we could have we, we were robbed but even getting so far as to get Cardiff and have that away day round three we got on telly against Shaw Lane Danny Rose scored that goal cup runs it breeds momentum doesn't it we shouldn't just stop because it's it's not a league fixture no not at all like you say um, it builds momentum it builds confidence and it's another game of football so no matter what you're playing we should want to win every game so for me let's have a cup run let's go back to Saturday we'll talk a little bit more about upcoming fixtures let's go back to Saturday in Cheltenham then we'll talk Tuesday as well we'll hear from David Flickcroft in a minute um, but just to get us to that point Nath where do you think we went wrong on Saturday was there a bit of arrogance in our play I think we probably under- underestimated Cheltenham to be honest you know I mean they are where they are in the league but I don't know They, uh, you may be right did we go out there thinking it's going to be a stroll in the park because uh, quite clearly first half we, we just I mean we got the early goal and you'd like to have fought from them we could have gone on and uh put that game to bed but it was quite the opposite after we got that goal it's like we just went into first gear and we could stroll around the pitch and the game was done but it was far from it and I think a credit has to go to Cheltenham because that first half they really came back at us they got that goal quick which I think is important especially for teams that are down there 
allow on confidence and then their tails were up and there was only that first half really there was only one team that was going to go on if they're going to get another goal and that was Cheltenham and they did do you think Cam given the fact that we've prob- we've been speaking it's been out in sort of national press as well about this defensive record this solid defensive record has that sort of hindered a little bit and made us go into games push forward a little bit too much and just think that teams like Cheltenham haven't got the ability to hurt us uh yeah, I think uh, to an extent that's I'd say that's true. We've we have gone into the games where we have been full of confidence, and so be it. We're not the worst team on paper. We're not the best team on paper, but we're certainly a team that should be def- up there end of season. So, what was it? Something like nine, ten goals conceded before Saturday. So. It's it's something impressive, and there's only MK Dons that had matched that so far. And I mean, throughout the entire leagues, there's only five teams throughout the entire leagues that's unbeaten away this season, and we're one of them. Liverpool. And there's another one, Liverpool, and the other one's Man City. So Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Portsmouth, and, and us. us. Four, sorry. Good, that is good company to keep, isn't it? Yeah. Shall we hear from the man who's behind it all, shall we? Yeah, shall we hear, hear from uh, the man who's always galvanised and always, what was the other one? Solidified. Solidified. No, he's not solidified. Yeah, like feeling the vibes. Feeling the vibes. Let's uh, see what uh, David Flickcroft has made uh, of the last sort of uh, couple of games. So let's hear his thoughts first and foremost uh, on that 2 2 draw away at Cheltenham last Saturday. Here's the thoughts of State boss David Flickcroft speaking to iFollow. We've been victims to sort of having six, seven minutes at the end of a game, you know, where he got five minutes from, not a clue. Um, and if he'd, if he'd have done a, a seven, maybe eight minutes, which he deserved, there were three minutes making the substitutions. Then we had Varney run twice across the length of a pitch to get in people's faces. Uh, so the management of the game from the referee, I felt was poor, you know, and uh, if we'd have had that extended time, um, which was just... You know, it was only going to be one winner. I thought the boys second half, um, and they had to dig themselves out of an all that we got in. Uh, the character, the unity, the togetherness, you know, but the, the football, the, the bravery in the play, you know, we didn't have that first half. After the first goal, we almost become complacent and, and, and didn't make angles for each other. We weren't brave enough. Uh, second half, the bravery for the boys getting on the ball, uh, the way they moved it. They were camped in their half, you know, CJs. <laughs> had five or six attempts to get a ball across um, and we've had chances Ty could have had four or five you know what I mean so uh, yeah the second half we, we, we was brave it was more like us I had to remind the players uh, why you know we've kept a, a good away record since since I've been here and um, you know it was important so really bravery from the boys to get themselves um, out of the the mess we got in really going 2-1 down um, you know we show great character Stakes boss David Flickcroft there speaking, of course, after uh, that uh, 2-2 draw away at Cheltenham on Saturday. We'll hear more from him later in the show. We'll hear his thoughts on that uh, win over Grimsby in midweek. Um, he, did, he mentioned there, Si, about what we were saying before, about there was a little bit of arrogance which crept in and things like that. I mean, I anticipate that that will now be worked on because as we now move on and look ahead to look back on um, Tuesday's game at home to Grimsby it was almost the same thing almost like deja yeah. vu I, I mean I message you guys at half time and put what's going off sort of thing you know and there was a slight bit of arrogance in our play 
but I don't you guys might think differently I thought Grimsby set out their team quite well in the second first half I thought they were quite hard to break down I know we had them two two chances from Danny and Tyler uh, but apart from that there was nothing really to write home about and I thought Grimsby were the better side in the first half like Cam said about uh, sorry Nathan said about Cheltenham on Saturday and I thought Grimsby were well worth the lead in the first half but the difference between first and second half like night and day isn't it it, it was you know unbelievable I mean Grimsby didn't register a single shot on or off target in the second half which tells you all you need to know about us but um, you two were actually together um, in the posh seats on Tuesday yeah. with a, a special block M special guest special guest weren't you Nate? yeah Mickey Bolden um, we invited him along obviously sort of, sort, sort of a family friend anyway uh, but obviously just as a thank you for doing the um, you know the memory lane uh, episode in the in the summer so we thought we'd invite him along oh to how it. long ago that seems so yeah we invited him along with obviously Grimsby being obviously what, another one of his ex-clubs so we thought it was a good he'd never been back to the uh, to the Stags so nor has he actually been back to Grimsby to actually watch a game so um, uh, I think he enjoyed it and obviously good thing is he was um, he, he predicted before the match that he'd, he fancied us for a 2-1 two, two or 3-1 victory so uh if, if he carries on predicting that each, uh, each game gets it right he can come every week yeah. it, it also actually breaks the jinx of yours and your dad's I don't even tell me hospitality yeah well we've, we've been to 10 league games before this one in hospitality we haven't won one however under Flitcroft we've done two cup matches and obviously that, that one on Tuesday night and we've won all three but my theory is we've only won Tuesday night games so that's a good point. No, it's like you were saying the other week about that. Like, we'd never, we'd never seen, we'd never done well when me and you went to an away game yeah. together. Well, well that, that was under flick we, we, It's all changing. Yeah, yeah. everything changes under Dave. Yeah, it's, it's, Dave's it's, got us galvanised. Yeah, and exactly. It's turning, turning. We've got the vibes when. You got, know, we, yeah, <laughs> we've got the vibes. <laughs> got the I think vibes. we know what this episode's going to be called now, don't we? Vibes, vibes, vibes. There you go. Uh, for anyone who doesn't obviously know, obviously this is a, a live show which we do every Thursday, 6.30, on our Facebook page. But we also put it out in podcast form as well, so you can get it on iTunes or your podcast apps. And we always come up with a, a title for the show, but we always come up, I always come up with it after. Like It's always something to do with what's actually in the show. So I think we've got this week's, which is uh, which is vibes. Let's go back to talking about the, the football, though. Um, brave, wasn't he, Cam, to make two changes at half-time on, on Tuesday? wasn't one of the changes I could understand the other one I'm I'm surprised they took Elsnick off I thought he was one of the Both better knocks. did they? yeah Elsnick apparently took a knock somewhere within the first half because he were talking to Dave and pointing to somewhere down his leg as they were walking off so I, was, I, I, think, I think that was the reason why he changed it and Preston picked up a knock in first half as well didn't he? I, mean, I thought Preston had a pretty Poor game, anyway. Yeah, I, I didn't well. rate him against Cheltenham. I mean, you said he, he did okay, but I, it just a few observations. I felt like um, he did play the long ball quite a lot, which he's probably been instructed to do. But every time he did it, didn't really hit our player. So, um, but if you got a knock, then it, it does make sense. I'm gonna put myself to the sword here, and I thought Ooh. that just just listening to the game on Saturday, I thought the defence was. 
probably the worst they've played all season. Christian, aren't they? Christian Pierce, Pierce included. Was poor. Yeah. Bobby Lesnick wasn't quite on no, it. No, I won't go. It was pushing Just <laughs> little moments in the game, and then. Anybody want to sleep calm, please? It was more conceding the second goal, defence not communicating properly, and then goalkeeper not communicating with defence. And it's something that we've been strong on this season, having a strong defence with good communication, just to let it go for that moment. Yeah, it was. it's an area which we've particularly prized ourselves on. In, and on the, the last part. two games has not been... On the there. flip side, though... If we're playing bad but picking points up, yeah, doesn't matter. Are, are we going to complain? And, and also, no. it doesn't matter. <laughs> like uh, like Tuesday night, if you concede one, doesn't matter. If you score two, who cares? You still exactly going away yeah. with uh, you know the, the three points rather than the one. You so. play badly and you. In, you know, you win. No. You look at the sequence of um, results as well. You know, I think earlier this season was sort of like draw, draw, loss, draw, win, draw, draw, win, sort of thing. Now it's sort of like. Win draw win win. Well, we have the back to back. Not a back to back. But you know, you can see it's coming. It's win draw yeah. win draw win draw. And that's a better sequence to be in than what we yeah. were earlier. So I think if you win and draw every game between now and the end of the season, you'll go for champions because you won't drop as any points. Any points as a loss. See, that, that's the thing. What we've done well so far is we've drawn a, we've drawn on like the Saturday, and we, we we've kind of said. If we follow a top way win on Tuesday night, then you know it's a good, good point. Saturday's, Saturday's points are good point, uh, which is what we were saying about MK Dons, wh- which we followed exactly. it up against Crew, <coughs> and then Cheltenham, but we followed it up with Grimsby. But so we were it's sat, all good. We were sat here what a month ago saying if we can win our games in hand, yeah. we'll be up there. And we've won both, and we've, we've won both, both and yeah. we're up there. Absolutely. So as long as we can keep that going, fair enough, we don't want to lose any more games on a Saturday. It is a possibility coming up. I know there's another international break coming up. Ah, uh, well, you see, there, um, I've done a bit of research there, and I might be wrong, and please feel free to, to say if I am wrong. You're wrong. You You're, wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> but the three international players we have, Pierce, Sweeney, and Omari... Oh, oh. Um, only two of them have actually got international games there's not a game that I can find for the Republic of Ireland under 21s mm, so. therefore we might not be able to get the game called off at least the the difference is at least if we've got Sweeney in the team but we, we still have Sweeney and Preston yeah which and is exactly. a solid centre back yeah, yeah. if Preston then you've got Hayden White who can play in there yeah. Lewis Gibbons you know, I, I think we've, we've, we've got enough losing we're one defender. We're not going to miss Omaris. He's not featuring. No, Omaris not featuring, as you say, Nate. So missing one defender is not yeah. as bad as missing two. The problem is when we miss two, isn't it? So, but we say that it depends if anyone picks up any injuries now between um, between that. You know, now and that game, if if we do pick, if we lose Preston, White or um, Sweeney, as long as he doesn't play Benning in the back three as a centre half, because remember West Brom away when he played left side <laughs> centre half and he was woeful. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Bless him. <laughs> try, try. But I mean, it's just not for you, is it, pal? Let's be honest. Yeah, especially when he puts one in for the net for Grimsby as well. I know. Oh, that was, that was just it, unfortunate. Right? Yeah. Wrong place, yeah. wrong time. It could have gone in off anyone, couldn't yeah. it? Uh, let's hear from David Flitcroft again, then it's time to get his thoughts on uh, Tuesday's game. Because for me, and I don't know about what you guys think either, but for me, um, 
as Mark Flapko says in the comments, you know, brilliant Tuesday, missed a lot of chance in the first half and second half, we were more clinical. Uh, let's get Rose scoring and we've got a really good chance. As he says there, as Mark says there, um, for me, the second half was the difference. Clearly, they had words at half-time and it takes a good manager to say to to recognise that something's not going right but it takes a great manager to actually have the balls to go and do something not make one change but pretty much show his hand by making two changes changing the formation and changing the way we play because as soon as that whistle went in the second half to kick off the second half I knew we were going to win the game yeah. just the way we looked up for it and started running I knew we were going to win the game so let's hear from the man who's masterminded that let's hear once again from the Stags boss David Flickcroft who has been speaking to I follow following that 2-1 victory over Grimsby on Tuesday night second half we, you know the, there was only one team wanted to win it only two, one team going to win it um, and I thought the lads raised it 20-25% and um, you know Grimsby couldn't live with us uh, simple as that really um, you know, we really affected him in everything we did. We got the ball quick, uh, quicker earlier and moved the ball quicker earlier, you know, but uh, the, the players, the character that they showed, uh, not just to get back into the game, but to go on to then and win the game, it was brilliant. And, and uh, you know, the energy from the, the supporters tonight um, was, was fantastic. So... Delighted with the win, delighted with the sort of environment that's been created here tonight. You know, Grimsy fans just had a little shout up after they scored, but they just got silenced, you know, by the, by our, our supporters. We just silenced them. We just, it, they were fantastic. And I think the players vibed it. I vibed it. And, uh, you know, the place was rocking tonight. Really good under the lights here. It's brilliant. I, lo I love playing under the lights and uh, managing the team. So, you know, delighted for the players. And uh, it's been a, you know, it's been a, an, an FD program. Five away games out of the last six games we've played, you know, with the where, where the fixtures have fell. So uh, it's been a difficult sort of to navigate them fixtures and the travel. But you know, the boys have done it brilliantly. You know, and the credit to the support staff, credit where it's due because you know they work tirelessly to try and put the team out, and we look really strong. In that second half, we we look like we had another gear and another gear after that. So uh, yeah, delighted. David Flickcroft speaking to you. I follow after that 2-1 victory over Grimsby on uh, Tuesday night. Get your comments in on that. Let us know your thoughts. Was it the change in formation which did the trick? Was it Tyler Walker's magic, or was it just? The vibes, as David Flickcroft uh, said there. It did mention uh, in there, though, Si, about um, the backlog of fixtures, obviously. You mentioned about having a lot of away games, that block of away games, or something like five away games, four in five, or something, something like that, like wasn't that. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that does have to change your approach, because you've got to factor in the travelling, not always getting to train on your own ground, that sort of thing as well. So to come through that period in the position we are in, with the spirit we are in, desire we are in, that's got to be a pleasing aspect, hasn't it? Oh god, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, after where what were we at Swindon and then had to go up somewhere else? Or, Swindon Morecambe, okay, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you look at that fixture list and you, you're halfway down country, then you got to go halfway up country to get results. You know, it's just so pleasing that as a Mansfield fan, that you know. I don't feel as though we're going to lose many games when you go and see them. So, you know, I, I get the feeling that, you know, half the time I feel as though it's going to be a draw. Yeah, we all do, yeah. 
but you know you don't you don't feel as though we're going to lose you, even when we haven't got the ball we look confident and that's not an arrogant statement to make either it's because of the way we play and the way we shape yeah. up yeah and even when even when we we look a bit vulnerable um, he switches it round I mean Tuesday night he switched it round and brought Aidan White on for me he, Aidan was the difference because he, he gave us that more of a width down the right and made us push out a little bit more and I, I think that that's the different sort of thing so he, he's kind of giving obviously gives Aidan instructions and that, that's kind of what's coming across like they're all kind of listening to him and it seems to be working at the minute certainly does doesn't it it's, it's an interesting one at the moment it's really good to see uh, the way we are but uh, we have got a break from the league fixtures for a little while now for well for it's a little while on paper but it, in reality it's not because next Saturday we're all back in league action again but we've got two games uh, before that one on Sunday one on Tuesday uh, fake up and then check a trade trophy uh, Jamie asks in the comments Jamie Henson a very good evening to him uh, do you think David Flickcroft will make su- uh, changes for Sunday Nate do you think he'll make changes? Mm, not hopefully changes, absolutely not, because I think uh, I'd be very shocked if uh, he doesn't see it as a priority. Um, I mean, yeah, he will make changes for Tuesday night because end of the day, changes, I imagine. Absolutely, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're through. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, yes, it'll be nice to top the table, but it's not the end of the world if we have to travel away. Um, so, uh, absolutely prioritise Sunday. Tuesday night doesn't matter as much and then you know, make sure we've got you give players a chance and then make sure we're ready for the, the league match on Saturday and there's more emphasis on Scunthorpe to come and perform on, on uh, Tuesday night because of the yeah. Lincoln result Scunthorpe at least have to draw uh, to get through obviously they can win the group and knock us off the top but we are through regardless but because of Lincoln's result there has well, to be something they could draw in 90 minutes just to knock Lincoln out just because it'd be funny <laughs> well, I don't think a draw in 90 minutes would necessarily knock Lincoln out they wouldn't it because goal difference yeah Lincoln lost to Wolves on penalties on uh, Tuesday it would yeah so Lincoln, Lincoln are on three would be out so I think yeah. Lincoln's out already no they're not no. they can still get through on goal difference if we win on three and win by say if we win by four goals goal difference go down and Lincoln will go through on goal difference wouldn't they so they certainly would let's uh Carry on, carry on talking. Even though the mic's just gone, I saw that. It's fine. Um, but what about um, FA Cup wise, though, as well? Um, where will the main changes come? Do you think on uh, on Sunday? Oh, I'll be back up running now. Apologies if you've had any microphone issues there for a split second. Um, I blame Simon. He's been a tech jinx so far tonight. Uh, we were talking there about the uh, the FA Cup um, and changes and things like that and prioritising. Uh, we're just looking at the checker trade trophy table at the minute. Um, Simon's got it on his phone. He's having a little scroll through. Although, can you see that? Because your phone's more broken than anything. Lincoln's out already. No, they're not because because the, um, they're on minus one. They're no, on. no, they're not because if um, Scunthorpe uh, lose by two goals, they'll be on minus two goal difference, and Lincoln will be on uh, minus one. Come so on, it's Simon. all about yeah. the maths. Yeah, all about the maths, kids. It's all Took about it three the maths. times. Crap game anyway. But it is. Uh, Peter said in the comments, <laughs> I'm hoping he'll want to keep this unbeaten run going, even if it means extra games coming along, and this includes the checker trade uh, one, which would give us a home tie in the next round should we win. Um, I do think there'll be changes in there, and that's uh, probably uh, an apt time to think 
it's not changes for changes sake um, and it's not changes to rest legs it's actually a good opportunity to play those players who aren't getting minutes um, Jamie asked earlier about um, do you think we're missing um, Otis Khan um, I, obviously I don't think we are particularly at the minute um, obviously if he's fit he'll probably get a game in that Tuesday game so an well, opportunity for him to stake his claim I'll say as much as we say we're getting good results and we're picking up decent points if we are drawing we've still got two big players out of the squad missing injured that could quite easily come on as a sub and change the game completely game changes aren't they exactly so not only are we getting the results without them if we can get them back fit getting them back firing as they were playing as well as we know that they can play then there's no reason that we should be pushing towards top end of table I'll tell you something as well I, in the last three games I feel like we've had two new signings one being Tyler Walker as in hitting a bit of form getting his goals but not just getting his goals he's actually playing pretty well as well and starting at crew he was linking up pretty well and obviously got his one goal there but Jacob Mellis yeah, yeah. Been, we've got to give a lot of credit to Jacob he's been quality Tuesday fine. night yeah it was unbelievable it was ratted I mean, I'd love to see him stop trying to, these stupid pop shots from distance, but honestly, I, I do think... Why hey, not? If I'm going yeah, for him, hey, well, yeah. Yeah, but when he's not getting the ball, it's not forward to him trying. Yeah, he doesn't know until he tries. Yeah, the, get a Craig. The quick free kick <laughs> that he took <laughs> first half, when he's tried to smash it in from about 40 yards, right centre of goal, um, absolute... Nah, I'm just not... You know when one goes in on that? Well, that's the thing, it's like, you it. look back at the MK Dons game and it was a poor free kick from Benning that doesn't even get over the first man. For it to come out to him and just hammer it, we've seen shots like that and they've gone into the car park behind. Yeah, that's true. Pizza. So, it, a hell of a shot to hit Pizza from that end. I mean, I'll be honest, I just hate it when we all agree because I think it's boring, so I'm just trying to mix it up a little bit. But let's, I bet you always want it. Like talking and rubbish. Then, yeah. That's what a discussion <laughs> is all about. That's um, a discussion. Every that's, week. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> a sick of a lot of you. But I, no, I think you valid point. Melis does need a lot of credit because he came in, didn't he, with all this promise and whatever. He could just never find his sort of feet, but. Last couple of games or so, probably th- well, last three think or four, he really is. With a lot of players last season, do you think it was down to man management last season? Well, you, you look at no. some. I think there's been something behind no. the scenes because Flickcroft in his interviews a, f- a few weeks well, back did on, allude to something, didn't he? So he did, he did say that did something various personal reasons that he's now sorted out, and since then. His, you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that he's been playing well. So there's, sometimes I think we're easy to forget that footballers are people, and there there are things that can happen behind the scenes. We've They're seen it so many times. <laughs> no, not all of them, like these podcast leaders. You know, well, you know exactly. Thanks, <laughs> mate. Love you too. <laughs> I get what you're trying to say, though. But you saw the promise of Melis last season. You know, the odd spell where he'd have a couple of decent games last season, but never really lit the league up like it was. It was sold to be by Pyman and Dodgy, but this season he's. Fair enough, he's not had the greatest start to the season, but slowly is. He's, he's becoming a... the player. It's the same with Tyler Walker. They're both becoming the players that we were sold they are. And Tyler Walker and 
has just been fantastic these last few games. I don't believe in coincidences. However, Mellis has argu- arguably Mellis's best spell in his career was at Barnsley, which earned, earned him his moves and, and wherever you to where, wherever he went. Who was the manager at Barnsley when uh, when Mellis was there? Hmm. And and who's the manager now? And he's finding his best best form. So um, you know whether that's the, the same uh, as it, the Rose thing. Or I was yeah. saying last week or week before or whenever it was, he, he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think Mellis did, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, it. I think he thought he were bigger than what he actually was, and I think I actually said at that time, if he if he lost his attitude of I'm better than this, he'd start to fit in, and. He, he seems, seems to, to have, have done, done that, and, he, and done he seems to be fitting in quite well. I'll say just some of the link up play, just like a perfect example would be the Accrington game earlier this season. Yeah. Just a, a real team goal, a fantastic goal. No, it wasn't the greatest of strikes, but it was the, it was the build up play that made it a great goal. But who was pulling all the strings in that goal? Exactly. And that and that forms carried on. Fair enough, it's not been like straight on, but he's managed to keep it within a few games. He's not been uh, in like, and out. Well, let's be honest, it's probably been about, I'd probably say it's been three games where it's been put, you know, really good, and this is probably the most consistent we've actually had him. I know it's only three games, and let's hope he doesn't let us down on Sunday now and, and go and have a shocker, but you know you probably could actually say three games on the trot is probably and in playing well is probably the best he's done so far in a Mansfield Town shirt so yeah. let's just hope it's the start of it do you think he carries on he's going to be fast on sheet oh, yeah. every week yeah. Def- do you think that maybe the the bigger players in the team are going to see Saturday as a challenge like say this whole Danny Rose thing was true he wants to play at a high level which most players would do do you think that the bigger players are going to treat it as like oh the cameras are on us. Do you th- do you think this is a perfect time to? Only if they uh, want to move to Azerbaijan in January. That's yeah, where it's being broadcast. Well, yeah, I don't know. The thing is, I know it's one game, and you always up your game against an opposition. But you can actually, we can actually kind of see where we are at at this stage in the season against a League One team. Yeah, and I know it's only one game, and you can't really pitch it on one game. But if we get Charlton a game. Yeah, and you know we match them. Well, they're not in great form. So, Charlton Char- so, aren't in great form. Yeah, they're up there in, in League One at the minute, but they had a, a really poor start. Uh, I think they won something like uh, one winning the first five games. Uh, last eight games, they, they've only won. They've only actually won three, although two have been on the spin, so they're getting that momentum. But they're, they're very much the Mansfield of League One at the minute, aren't they? Well, in I, some respects, in in, in they probably. The, the Mansfield as in a few games ago maybe but yeah. uh, I mean what I found quite interesting is obviously um, on Twitter since because we were on this this good run of form there's been a, a few tweets go out from the EFL and things like that and uh, I was just um, I think Sky Betley too tweeted something about you know Mans- was being on fire sort of thing and I was just reading through through some of the replies and uh, I noticed a, a Charlton flan, fan there you know, tagging in the, the team obviously I'm not going to read it but uh, tagging in the team saying strong team on Sunday please so are they now starting to worry about us a little bit are they going to be looking at us thinking okay yeah they're league two but they've they've not lost in 10 games they're, 
they're scoring goals and they're playing good football. So they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna come here and, and think that they're gonna be in for an easy ride. Because by the looks of it, some of their sports are starting to worry about it. Yeah, certainly. So keep uh, your comments uh, <laughs> coming in. Uh, we'll keep running through as many of those as we can tonight. Um, Jamie says, "Shall we talk about Notts County? No, because it's not a comedy show." Um, <laughs> uh, Neil asks, "Will we get any more Lincoln tickets? No, sold out." Um, Jamie says, "It's nice to see that Stags fans are all getting along." And Ant says, uh, "When you get Bish doing all the hard work, it gives Mellis." the opportunity to shine yeah, he's, he's absolutely right because on, on Tuesday second half especially I don't think there was a b- blade of grass which went untouched by Neil Bishop was the no he, to say as always to say he's about 110 he gets <laughs> right quite you. well oh, three, years old, three years older than him so 113 <laughs> well, there you go there you go uh, one man who is in of course is that of Tyler Walker uh, let's hear from him let's hear uh, his thoughts uh, he's been speaking to iFollow uh, speaking after his brace his second brace in as many games after the 2-1 win uh, at home to Grimsby on Tuesday night here's what Tyler Walker had to say when he was speaking to iFollow Stags went down, down one end in the first half which um, we, probably, we really shouldn't have really we had a few t- chances and uh, should have been going in one or two nil up but um, it was great character from the lads to come back and, and get the win in the end we, ju- we knew we knew we didn't play very, very well in the first half um, the gaffer had, had words with us and, and, and let us know that really because um, we're better than that but um, I think second half obviously there's change in formation and we, we proper went for it and uh, put uh, quality balls in the box and uh, uh, we got, we obviously scored scored two goals, so uh, we're delighted. I mean, obviously, it's credit to the squad, um, the, the lads we've got on the bench, and the lads we've got in, in the starting eleven. We're a really strong side um, with with power on the bench. So when things aren't quite going our way, we know that we can bring bring lads on that are going to help impact the game. And they did that tonight, and uh, we saw the benefits of it. The winning goals for for a striker is um, an important goal in in any game. Uh, the ability of of Jacob and CJ, um, everyone knows knows what they've got. Um, they, they can put the ball in, and as a striker, it's a, it's a dream um, when you get service like that. And couldn't couldn't really miss. They put it, they put it on, in the right areas and uh, just got to make the run. And uh, lucky enough, I scored both. Yeah. Tyler Walker speaking to I follow Stags after his second brace in as many games after that two-one win at home to Grimsby side. It's great to find. We were talking about Nellis and him finding his form. Tyler Walker is back amongst the goals. Five goals in three games, two braces in as many games. He looks on fire at the moment. And he's even been playing on the right wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy bonkers. But no, it's good to see that he's back. Um, he's back, well, back in form, put it that way. Um, his goal against Cheltenham on Saturday, his header was phenomenal. That were a brilliant goal for me. Um, he, he just seems to be in the right place at the right time at the minute and long may that continue and his overall play as well has seemed to because many fans think he's lazy and waits for the ball to come to him sort of thing whereas I'd, obviously I didn't go to Cheltenham but on Tuesday night he was he seemed to be wanting to win that ball and create things and make things happen well Cheltenham moves getting into the positions that Danny Rose usually gets into with the headers and Getting on the end of it and just getting being that scrappy little mm. striker, almost like scrappy do in some respects. That's in there trying to win every ball. And uh, fair enough, we they've seen a lot of comments. Even just going back to last week, people were saying that Walker's not good enough. Get rid of him. Get someone different in. Why? 
12 goals right? it's, you know, like it. it's right. one of the most informed strikers in all of England well, at the look at this way this, I saw this tweet I can't remember he posted it on Twitter something they were talking about Dennis and Hemmings at County yeah. 6 goals between them great tweet Tyler Walker 12 goals yeah. 1 man 12 goals double the goals it's, it's I'll tell, it? tell you what it is I mean yeah, we, I think we've sat here and we have given <coughs> Walker a little bit of criticism, not to the extent of what some supporters have, but I'll tell you why he's doing well now, is his confidence. He's, yeah. he's a young lad. We've always we've said that you know, he, you know, he's come on loan to us as a young lad, and especially at that age, and even with Danny Rose in some extent, yeah. you know, it's, it's a confidence thing, especially when you're a striker, and uh, he's got that confidence, and that's why now he probably looks more energetic. It's just, it, it, it simply comes down to that, I think. It's not that he's lazy I just don't think it was working for him to start off with but now he's got a confidence he's, he's willing to try new things just like Danny Rose uh, you know he wants to get on the ball more because he's confident in his ability to, to, to do something with it and we're seeing the, you know, the results and the, the play that we hoped we were going to see it's a simple equation of goals breed confidence confidence breeds goals let's move on uh, and talk about upcoming fixtures we spoke a little bit about Charlton um, bit of different information for uh, we try and be informative on this podcast every now and again I mean really ev- ish the Scunthorpe game obviously we're through to the next stage of the Checker Trade Trophy it's only a sort of a day after um, um, the Charlton game it's not anticipated to a to be a big crowd which is why I was furious when I went to get my tickets because I usually sit um, Ian Greaves up a block and couldn't sit there because they weren't selling tickets there are only certain blocks they're selling tickets for and the man in the now is him so for Tuesday games they have reduced the price which is £10 which is a lot cheaper than what we've had for cup games this season what was it 20, 22 quid 20 quid to go and watch at Carrington yeah it was expensive or was it for the Wolves game well, the, Wolves, the, Wolves, the check trades have been 10 have they been 10, 10 yeah, yeah. Well, it's still ten pounds. Uh, in the lower stand, in Ian Greaves, it's block A to E, so from the left-hand side of the stand up to just after the halfway line, so the away dugout. Yeah. And in the upper tiers, it is block P and R. So it's so the, the upper very tier, upper tier is now open. Then the upper tier is open. But when, it's I, when I went P and R, when I went to get my tickets, they weren't opening the upper tier, and it was only blocks A to D. So clearly, they've sold a, a few more tickets than what. Yeah, anticipate which is great and they did say to me to be fair at the ticket office that um, if your block is open but you brought tickets for downstairs so for example if somebody's brought a ticket for block P or block R in the upper um, but couldn't buy it so they brought one lower they can now transfer it and um, you've got to go to the ticket office to do that but I think I'll stay there I'll mix it up a little bit and might sit downstairs so, yeah, for that one adults 18 to 64 or 10 pounds. Nah, stomach me like it, it's fine, yeah. Adults at 18 to 64 or 10 pounds, concessions are 5 pounds, and hospitality is 25 pounds for adults, 20 pounds for concessions. And none of this, you know, well, I'm not bothered because it's the Checker Trade Trophy, Christmas is round the corner, blah de blah de blah. It's this is the road to bloody Wembley! Yep. It's a tenner. Another chance to see your team play. No, I'm not. Simon You can go Christmas shopping at quarter to eight in Mansfield, good luck. Exactly. It's all going down that all the shopping centres are available of course um, let's go back to the football this week of course we have seen Tyler Walker hit in form Jacob Menace as well but also we've seen the emergence um, probably slipped under the radar because of um, the results and what have you but last couple of games Alistair Smith from the youth team has been promoted and been put on the bench 
uh, obviously one of the youth nominated players which meant Jordan uh, which meant Lewis Gibbons wasn't uh, involved and uh, every time every time I <laughs> uh, wasn't involved on Tuesday I think he will be at Czech trade but um, it's great isn't it to see more of these young players coming through it's not just to make up the numbers because we've got the players in there who could sit on the bench it's great to see them coming through and, and getting involved isn't it it is and it's it's that thing of in the past we've created young fantastic players you look back in the golden era like Liam Lawrence people like that and then obviously we never really had a youth team we had one uh, an under 21 team for a while and then the academy came along and since then fair enough we've not produced any worldly talents but we're starting to get there we got starting to get players that can play at League 2 level which for us is perfect because we don't need anybody that's going to be a world beater and it just well, goes to show as well that to, to back that up Nath that they're not just there to make up the numbers and come on because on Tuesday night yep. Jordan Graham comes on very nearly scores very nearly scores plays really really well and he's keeping people like Callum Butcher on the bench and out of it um, Will Atkinson another one you know, and obviously Amari not even get getting anywhere near I think he'll be gone in January personally but yeah. um, the fact that you know they're getting they're getting a a look in and Jordan Graham coming on and taking his claim Tuesday night's a perfect opportunity against Scunthorpe isn't it to see a little bit more from those players and I wouldn't personally be too disheartened if we did see those because I think no, I, they I are good enough they are, they're not making yeah. the numbers they are part of the first team squad I mean obviously like, like say so Smith's obviously been on the on, on the bench and the player that well, I've personally not heard much about until uh, he got the call up, you know, onto the bench. So, but obviously, we still haven't really had the chance to see him just yet. So, Tuesday night for me is a perfect opportunity for for him to to play a part. Same with Jordan Graham, give him give him more minutes on the pitch. Uh, Lewis Gibbons, you know, there's those players that have been amongst it. But the, the, I think the great thing is is the fact that, and we've said this with Flipcroft, and this is one of the things that when he when he joined, where we was weighing up the pros and cons and things like that, we always said that the one big pro about him is that he's going to invest time. And uh, a bit of belief into the into the youth players. Now, if they wasn't training with that first team week in week out, those players wouldn't be sat on the bench because they wouldn't know what they're capable of. And they wouldn't know that they're able to play alongside our first team. So, it's thanks to him giving them the time and and obviously working with Dempst and obviously Futcher being a part of that. Bannon working together. They now know that those players are capable to be on the bench and they're capable to come on and do a job if we need them to. Yeah, so, so and obviously as they've utilised the loan system as well. Smith's had a month or so at Frickley and done really well. You've got other players out on loan at the minute, the likes of Zane Hakeem, Sam Wilson as well, a couple of others in there, Henry Wilder, um, you know, players like that who are really starting to get first team experience football and then they'll come back into that fold and at some point we'll get their opportunity I'll say this is going back to last season but wasn't it a reserve game against I think it was someone like Morecambe we played a full youth team squad against a, a relatively strong Morecambe squad yeah. quite a few first teamers and they and they beat them so if we're getting players that can fair enough they're only reserves but it's still a league two opposition it's still a competitive game and it's still I think it. I think it was in the league, their league as well. Yeah. So to be mixing it with professional players at League Two level and beating them, this was last season. Who says that a couple of them can't break into first team squad later on in the season? <coughs> That's it. All you need is say Danny Rose and 
uh, Tyler Walker to get injured during the busy Christmas period? Well, let's just answer this question straight. I'll go ac- across the panel. If Danny Rose, God forbid, was injured, or Tyler Walker, either either or, um, and the only option was to play Jordan Graham, Jason Law, Alice Smith, whoever, one of those three youth team players, <coughs> would you s- screw your face up and think, oh, this is a mistake if you saw that on the team sheet, or would you be like, do you know what, I've got full faith? Full faith, you've got to. I'll say, I'll say, as much as people say, oh, they're only youth team players, they're still... Well, they're not, they're, they're first team players. Exactly. Yeah, they're, that's the mentality we've got to break. Exactly. They've got a squad number, so they're first team players. Exactly. They're still players that are training with our first team, they're still players that are playing in reserve leagues against other League 2 players, sometimes League 1 players. Yeah. So, to have the not only the confidence to be part of the first team, but also to take an active role in match days so you've got players on the bench Jordan Graham nearly scored an absolute worldie on Tuesday night just the turn and first time he looked very comfortable didn't he looked very Must very comfortable it was a brilliant show oh, yeah. keep, if it wasn't for their keeper he earned his way in just that night I'd say he was nominated for last month's player very of the month. month yeah he's a very good keeper James McEwen very good keeper indeed always has a blind against us absolutely <laughs> although we still managed to win which is yeah. fantastic we've been four times in the trial at home now haven't we so. it's, it's a good omen it really is a good omen it's a shame we can't say the same about going away still not lost the level game at home that's it well New Year's Day is in Grimsby away this year so next year whichever that's a cold one why do we always get Grimsby on the cold ones last year we had the boxing day and it was freezing I know put your complaint in right Uh, Lee Angle to warm us up though scoring that late goal yeah about the only thing he ever did about the late goal at um, Wickham it's the only other thing he ever did oh there you go goals against Lubin I mean these two (laughs) we'll let these these two argue (laughs) so anyway excellent yeah brilliant well that is just about it for this week's podcast thank you very much for watching the live version you've been listening to the audio thanks very much for listening join us next week on Wednesday different day Wednesday at 6.30 where we'll be back to talk all things Mansfield Town again hopefully without Nathan unfortunately uh, hopefully talking about um, progression in the FA Cup and another three points in the Checker Trade Trophy looking ahead to Saturday's game against Port Vale because I don't think there's any danger whatsoever in that going to be called off because I can't find a fixture for the Republic of Ireland so it would just mean losing Pierce because Amari's not really a loss to be fair so um, we'd have to make a few tweaks but we look forward to talking about that Um, (laughs) a couple of bits to to cover this week as well we'll start with some very sad news um, this week as well Uh, I don't know if you saw it yesterday the club's oldest living player Walter Edwards sadly passed away yesterday I knew Walt a little bit through my job at football in the community he'd been a regular attendee of the dementia group he'd also volunteered with football in the community like coaching leading sessions and helping out with sessions as well uh, during his uh, his sort of younger days as well um, he passed away aged at 94 after living uh, with dementia for a while as well so we hope he uh, sleeps well and I'm told that there'll be a minute silence for him uh, before Sunday's game at home to charts in the FA Cup um, but we'll now swing the pendulum round to good news because we promise news of signings um, we have made or we will be making two new signings to the world uh, it's not often we talk about our personal lives here on the podcast um, but I would say these are probably agree now just to show me that we are friends ish, well, yeah. ish uh, we're acquaintances, acquaintances yeah. um, so it's 
great to share, share some some good news. It turns out that the oldest man <laughs> in the group, by some way, as by some way, <laughs> by some way as well, it's not wrong though. <laughs> no, it's not wrong. No. Right. Has still got life in the old dog yet. So, from me, from Nathan and Cal, I'd like to pass on our congratulations to Simon, who is going to be a dad. Not just to one kid, but the terrible twos, because you're going to have... Twins. And they're going to be... Boys. And they're going to be called Craig and Nathan. Yes. So there you go. Happy days. It depends on the highest bidder. How, what do you mean highest bidder? Well... I might call it Cam there. You ain't calling it Cam. You ain't calling it kid Cam. Nobody, nobody's that unfortunate. Paul D B Mercer. Yeah, Paul D B Mercer. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> might call it Leangle. Yeah, Paul and Lee. There you go. Name Paul sorted. Yeah, name sorted. So Good there you go. Mark. When are they due? When when are they? Seventeenth of March. Due on the seventeenth of March. Sags kit's probably already waiting for them with the names yes. of Craig and Nathan on the back of them. Seventeen. I'm, I'm checking yeah. the fixtures list now. Lincoln. Oh, oh, oh mate. <laughs> Simon Mercer. Yes, are you ready for it? Please uh, leave the game yeah, immediately. Six, your 16. partner is in labour. Repeat, your partner is in labour. Although True. we've been told that twins normally come two to three weeks earlier, ah, which would be the end of February, beginning of March. Oh well, well there you go. Yeah. Well, at least it's not May and missing the playoff final. It could, yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, that's, that's it. Two little stakes, but yeah. well, that could be a great first game for him, couldn't it? Yeah. Babes in arms, Wembley, and the Checker Trade Trophy final, of course. As yeah, well. and, and, and the FA Cup final. All right. That's a grand yeah. announcement. There. Well, there you go. Fantastic stuff. Well, uh, massive congratulations to Simon, who's going to be a dad. Um, which told me that at some point that he is that you might have to miss a few podcasts because. We know we've got Cammy, but we're not a fucking crash. Uh, sorry for swearing, <laughs> but we're not a crash. Um, so, you know. It's, <laughs> mind you, mind to crap you lot chat out, them two might have been more might, you, sensible. We might get fair. more sense out of them. So, the Mansfield Matters no, podcast Generation 2 is already in full swing. Already in full swing. Put it this way, Nate. So, come on, boys. Come on, Nate. It's all up to you. <laughs> That's all we're saying. Come on, Nate. It's all down to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a no from me as well uh, and also tonight as well um, we want to say a massive uh, shout out because Mansfield Matters is once again overseas John and Carolyn were watching last time where were they when they were away last Marrakesh. Time? Marrakesh. in Marrakesh uh, Aaron Eccleston is watching tonight in Hawaii of all places so a massive Aloha Aloha to you indeed tell you what next, next week I'll be watching first week from Marbella second week from Cape Verde so uh, <laughs> you've got too much money <laughs> just, it's alright so well, right? Mansfield Matters live in it's Where's our invite? What I want to know is where are, where's our invite? I'm going out to work now. Shut up. Ah, oh, just shocking. Do you know what? I thought we were friends, but currently I'm not getting those vibes. But the vibes I am getting though is that the Stags are back in action on Sunday in the FA Cup uh, first round proper against Charlton Athletic. Predictions, please, Mr. Edge. Oh, gosh. Um, one-one replay. I'd take a replay. I've never been yeah, to the Valley before. Cam, uh, I'd take a one-one. 2-1 Stags 2-1 for, for the Stags Tyler Walker yeah why not 3-0 <laughs> to the Stags 3-0 why not Brave on, what, why not why not uh, and then days rest on Monday and then back in action on Tuesday in the Checker Trade Trophy side uh, uh, 
I'd take a loss I'm bothered about that <laughs> 2 nil. you'd be bothered when we get to Wembley camp I've been to one game <laughs> I've <checked the> train <laughs> stick that in your pipe and smoke yeah. I've been both <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, take a, I'd take a draw, but that's only because it'd lock, not link it out. But Mate, win on penalties. And I'm sorry to the Radfords who obviously wanted to see a few more of the other games, but it's going to be a nil-nil draw and a win on penalties. It'll probably be a one-nil win on penalties or something like that. But why, why not yeah. a nil pen? One-nil win on penalties. Yeah. That would be... <laughs> That would be full of optimism. One all on penalties. One all. Come on, that's something's got to be a winner. Just keep, just keep We've been going. We're playing right the way. Keep, we're doing the podcast to, Wednesday. Just play the shoes that's still going. We're going through the Saturdays. We're now down to Michael Merriman, the groundsman. Football and community staff are playing great. Second one. Don't blind footballers on. Come on, man. Don't blind FC. Nick Fred steps up. Slots in the corner. Good seat. H forty three. Come on down. This is not the prices. Right, so there you go. Uh, as always, thank you very much for watching. We'll be back next Wednesday at 6.30 for the show for the fans at By The Fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters. All I want to see is us going through the next week unbeaten, still keeping that momentum going. Let's make it uh, 13 games unbeaten in all competitions and maybe hopefully split a couple of wins in there too. Isn't it wonderful when things are going your way? See you next week. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans